Well, hey there. Thank you for tuning in, folks. These are unprecedented times we find ourselves in. And we at Gibson are glad to provide an outlet for ESD for 2030 and help promote education for sustainable development. To learn more, check out gypsum.org. That's G-P-S-E-N dot O-R-G. And if you'd be so kind, subscribe to this year's show and maybe tell a friend or two, too. It's another useful thing to add to our days while we ride out this wild isolation situation we find ourselves in. All right. Well, thank you again for tuning in. From the magnificent Pacific Northwest, this is ESD Sustain Me. I'm Joe Colhane, and this here is a special Earth Day birthday episode celebrating 50 years of Earth Day. Boom, boom, darkness falls, headlights in the afternoon, sneak up from behind, don't stumble, I think of you always. Now, to be fair, we should give thanks to this precious planet Earth every day. But today, April 22nd, in the year 2020, we mark the 50th anniversary of our global Earth Day celebrations. It's 2.22 in the afternoon, and there's something about all those twos that I'm just tickled by. 4.22.2020 at 2.22 p.m.? That seems potent, or just fun to look at anyway. And... This is episode number two. So there's that, too. (laughs) Before moving along, though, I would like to acknowledge that this podcast is being recorded on the traditional village sites of the Multnomah, Kathlamit, Clackamas, Bands of the Chinook, Tualatin Kalapuya, Molala, and many other tribes who made their homes along the Columbia River. Multnomah is a band of Chinooks that lived in this area. We thank the descendants of these tribes for being the original stewards and protectors of these lands since time immemorial. We also acknowledge that Portland, Oregon has the ninth largest urban Native American population in the U.S., with over 380 federally recognized tribes represented in We also acknowledge the systemic policies of genocide, relocation, and assimilation that still impact many indigenous Native American families today. We are honored by the collective work of many Native nations, leaders, and families who are demonstrating resilience, resistance, revitalization, healing, and creativity. We are honored to be guests upon these lands. Thank you, and thanks also to our colleagues at the Portland State University Indigenous Nation Studies Program for crafting this acknowledgement. So far, this day's been pretty good. 
considering we're in a pandemic and all. I have my health as well as my family here at the house, and I'm sipping on a freshly foraged from the yard dandelion, cleaver, and mint tea. Yeah, things are pretty dandy presently. And we just got done hanging up the Earth Day signs we each painted yesterday out in the front yard. And this morning, I participated in a truly powerful kundalini yoga session with one of my wife and I's favorite teachers, Tej. She has been doing an online live class every day at 9 a.m. throughout this pandemic, which I strongly recommend checking out, if you are into that sort of thing, that is. The class was honoring this Earth Day and this new moon in Taurus that also happens to mark the passage of this here moment in time as well. New moons are an awesome opportunity to set intentions and in general are a great way to follow in harmony with the regular celestial transitions of our journey through this solar system and the cosmos from here on Earth. For 50 years now, on this date, we have been globally putting some collective efforts together and loving intentions towards this planet we live on. Giving thanks for her abundance, taking actions and doing our part to mindfully provide care in a way that ideally will allow us to sustain our lives for generations and generations to come. Remarkably, though, at the very same time for these past 50 years and really for as long as this species that I'm slightly embarrassed and a little bit ashamed to be a part of, has in actual fact done a mighty fine job of disrespecting and destroying the fabrics that hold together this magnificently woven tapestry of life on this blue planet. The goal moving forward is for 50 years from now for us to arrive at Ecotopia Day, that being 100 years after the first Earth Day. Let's just say we've got a lot of work to do moving forward to achieve anything like that. There's a course correction that is in dire need of happening. Perhaps, though, this global pandemic is just the catalyst to catapult us forward after a deep pause and humbling down period. You know, where we find ourselves today, and as we navigate our way through this collective initiation period we're in. And that's how I'm wishing to frame my outlook on the future. We have this chance, which always really exists, but specifically right now, to take a collective breath, analyze what is working and what is not, and take the necessary steps forward to mitigate the worst of what is to come. And this goes far beyond the concept of sustainability and regaining our connection with nature. It is a radical departure from what we've known for generations and even centuries, from at least the dawn of the Industrial Revolution, but even further back, where this reckoning is required to take place so that we can essentially reboot the systems, but in a drastically different way when they come back online. Is this possible? Do we have what it takes? There are plenty of humans right now giving it their best go to display very little common sense and 
a blatant disregard for the well-being of their fellow human family as well as this planet. Alas, there are countless out there on this new path, finding their thread back to the central focus of this new storyline, practicing forgiveness and finding in the depths the remembrance of what it is like to live in true harmony with this precious planet. ESD for 2030, Education for Sustainable Development in this next decade, is one of those most connected and established organizational efforts to move in this direction, but it is by no means the only. There are a myriad ways to shift these paradigms, and there are numerous groups combining efforts to, to see and create these better stories. It is my goal in the coming episodes and through the life of this podcast to connect with these folks and organizations that are educating themselves, each other, and all of us, if we can only listen. I, for one, love to imagine this different version of reality. While I also recognize I do not have any clear vision of what that is going to look like exactly, or how we are going to get there, but... That is perhaps one of the great things of our technological advancements right now. We have never been so connected when it comes to communications and the sharing of ideas. True, there is a lot of clutter and distractions in the way, but we shall overcome these hurdles, find our way around the boundaries of these old systems, and come together to celebrate humanity's place in the great interconnected web of this world. We can do this with compassion, patience, reverence for the youth and elders, and respect and love for one another, kindness at the forefront, grace whenever we can muster it. Yes, we will stumble along the way, and we can all fall pretty hard, but let us fall forward together while we are asked to stay physically apart. I really do feel that this time we're in, this isolation situation is bringing out, you know, that which we didn't wish to see or resisted seeing, or perhaps some of us out there were working on it and doing the work, you know, meditating, counseling, therapy, building their relationships, all of that really just important stuff. But right now, as I just pause and think about this really bizarre reality confined in our homes and in this way that none of us have ever really endured collectively before, you know, there are those out there who, like my mother-in-law, who is a Holocaust survivor, had to endure her mother being taken while she was in hiding with her little sister at only eight years old. And the tragedy that unfolded in that time during the war, you know, that that's one example. And, and yes, there's the 1918 uh, Spanish flu and, and all of that. But right now, right now, what, what, are, what are we in? What is this? 
I don't know, and I'm not sure. I just know that it's Earth Day, and yes, let's, let us celebrate Earth Day every day, by all means. And let us take in and not take for granted, but be grateful for all that we have and acknowledge that there are so many, so many who do not have. And the haves and the have-nots, that distance is going to grow. It is growing rapidly as we speak at this very moment, especially here in the United States. So we have challenges we have to face. Yes, we have a environmental, ecological crisis. We have this very real COVID-19 pandemic and we don't even know when we will actually be safe to relax and hug each other once again and go back into the world and, you know, combine our energies in the physical realm. But here we are. Nevertheless, here we are. We still have so much. And yes, as I was just mentioning, there are so many out there who have so little. And here's our chance. You know, everything's being put up to the mirror right now. I had that great talk with Mac last episode, and and I just cannot help but just recollect on the fact that, yeah, I have very, very abundant privileges and support systems in place to allow me to have the comforts I am living with right now. And at the very same time, in a couple mile radius, there are dozens, perhaps hundreds, who don't have even close to this, and the pandemic, and the ecological disasters, and all those marginalized and oppressed, living downstream from the worst effects of the pollution from the big, you know, companies, Nestle taking away water, things of that nature. So we have a lot. (laughs) We have a lot. I don't mean to get just political, but I I do think that we we can pause for a moment together and seize this opportunity if we can. Can we? Can we do it? I believe we can. And I think if you're listening to this, ideally you are of the opinion as well. You know, and it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot of humility and it's also going to have to be bipartisan, but not in this political realm as much as we're all going to have to do it together. And I guess bipartisan is is political language. But what I'm getting at is people don't see eye to eye and we're going to have to be creative in the ways that we bring in everyone so that we address and assess these crises, these collective serious issues we're going to confront in the coming days, weeks, years, you know, the season for hurricanes and floods and this mega drought that the east coast south south uh, excuse me southwest uh, right up into oregon is experiencing like all those are factors but then there's the divides that we have to find that connective point and i'm just wandering right now but it's a healthy wandering in that it's earth day this this planet is this one precious precious planet that we are all a part of and always connected to and every human is connected and every plant and animal bird the water air soil 
everything is in this together. And so here we are. Here we face this opportunity and chance. And as I mentioned, I don't know what to do exactly, but that's not the point as much as we can come up to together with ideas. We are in this together. And I like that there are people out there, you know, including me with this small effort in this podcast to explore, ask questions, find the connections, establish the, you know, just ability through different mediums, including this, to inform people and educate people. And I love that this is a free platform that can be shared with the masses. You know, it's, it's time we allow the illumination of education and bring everybody together in an accessible, equitable way, too. You know, resource-based economies and things of the nature of universal basic income, at least while we're still under this capitalist-driven global economy. It is very arguable that we need to scrap that and build anew, and yet this is the one we live in, so we will have to find ways to support one another, from the government down and from the people up. And that's what we face here on this April 22 2020. An opportunity. A beautiful opportunity. Terrifying, yes. <laughs> Scary, <laughs> absolutely. And that's okay, you know, I'm afraid. But I'm not allowing the fear to both paralyze me or just push me into complacency. No, now is not the time for that. By all means, we need self-care right now. By all means, we need to find the healthy balance within our own journey, our own lives. And we have to surrender, you know, just open our hearts. Forgive ourselves. It's going to be okay. It's not okay, too. <laughs> and life is a paradox. It's a tragedy, and it's divine. Let's just go forward with love. Please. Doesn't that sound good? Love them all, folks. Yeah. Love them all And let them all break your well, happy Earth Day, folks. It's 2020 on this Wednesday, April 22. This is episode 2 of ESD Sustain Me, and I am truly delighted that you've tuned in. Thank you kindly. I hope it never becomes cliche to say that we are all in this together, because... I tell you what, my buddy, my good friend, <laughs> that will always be true. Nothing that we do is in a vacuum. Each action ripples out and affects the outcomes of everything else, even in tiny little ways. I'm 
38 days into this isolation situation and I've been doing what I can to peel away the layers in order to find my humble and pure center. It's an arduous journey to say the least. It takes a lot of personal forgiveness and the ability to say I'm sorry to myself and to others, especially to planet Earth. That was actually what one of the two posters I made said. Sorry, Earth, and thank you. Love, humans. Wherever you are on this planet on this day, we celebrate the Earth. May you pause for at least one moment and appreciate that you are utterly dependent on the interconnected systems of this planet. The ecological world is here to support us. It has endured a lot and can only endure so much before it shakes things up to a point that we may not make it through. Mama Earth will still be here, but there's no guarantee for us. And the millions of species on the brink of extinction as well. I give thanks to this Earth, and I give thanks to you once again for joining me today. This podcast intro and outro music were by my darling wife, Rachel Robinson, and this episode was recorded, edited, and produced by me, Joe Colhane. And like she sings so beautifully, love them all, folks. Love them all, especially Mama Earth, huh?